Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the arches with me, Harriet Carmichael, and Lucy Freeman. Before we dive in, let's remind ourselves of what happened last week with Lucy's Week in Ambridge. We began the week with Kirsty ringing Helen, who was, she said, mid-cheese, to say she was sitting in reception at the hotel for ghosts. <laughs> Are you okay? said Helen, quietly dialing the mental health department of Borchester General. <laughs> Kirsty pointed out that if anyone had told her that in the space of a year the hotel would have blown up and she would have married a gangmaster, she <laughs> would have laughed as it sounded so ridiculous. Yes, it does, Krusty, doesn't it? Krusty... <laughs> is uh, going to be doing some freelancing now too. Oh, terrific. Why don't you all get in on the act? Look, there's barely enough freelancing for me and Harriet. You can't all do it. Go and get a job in cyber or something. Oh, what's the point? Krusty isn't going to listen to me. She was too busy wondering if Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston would like to buy her slow cooker. In the end, she offered it to Helen, who's already got Lee. The last thing she needs is another slow accessory. <laughs> Hoorah and hang out the flags. Jade is dumped. Humpty Dumpty she is. Good. Jazza told her that surprisingly watching her blow pasta out of her nose was not romantic. Once he got back to Green Knackers, he tried desperately to be tactful and assured Jimus that his present to Jade of some Radox and a wirewall pan scrub had been well received, but I did wonder if he'd kept the receipt of that biker jacket as they are not cheap. <laughs> Jazza was clearly thinking about bringing Tracy off the sub's bench, particularly when Jimus told him the pan scrub had been her idea. He trotted off to see her, and after two abortive attempts, in which she was clearly more interested in her streaky back than his, they finally got together. And let's hope this time it doesn't need to be a secret, does it? <laughs> There's absolutely no reason. Two unattached, consenting adults. So do us a favour, and let's not make it be a surprise for anyone, or a trick, or a hilarious mix-up. Yes? <laughs> yes. Good. Over at Alish and Chris's, Chris was off to work. Horses don't shoe themselves, said Chris. You see, all that training wasn't wasted. <laughs> While he was stripped to the waist in a leather apron attending to Sal Blakedown's needs, Brian popped round to see Martha. He suggested he took her out, so Alish packed up loads of stuff for her, including a nappy changing bag, which made him laugh <laughs> uproariously because he's Brian Aldridge. <laughs> I'll put in a bottle, said Alice. She likes Zinfandel. <laughs> Brian decided to take her out for a stroll to see the farm. Well, Martha, one day all this will possibly be yours, but more likely the subject of a horrendous inheritance battle that will result in all of you being at each other's throats for decades, he said. <laughs> Martha only woke up when Adam went past, which is a first. It's little George's 16th birthday. We seem to have forgotten about him being a kleptomaniac and we now like him, although he is entirely silent, which actually is true to form for a 16-year-old boy. If it's any comfort, Georgie, 
Ben Archer was only a burst of techno from a bedroom for seven years. <laughs> I remember you being born, George. It was so lovely. Everybody rushing around, not knowing who your father was. Oh, happy days. <laughs> anyway, the only problem with celebrating Georgie's birthday was the fact that the birthday boy wasn't there. But Emma spent the time cooing over Martha. She's beautiful. That's the Carter jeans, she said. Yes. Also making strange noises and shitting herself if she's made to do something she doesn't want to. That'll be the Carter jeans too. Chris made inquiries about Emma's attempts to halt the activities of Lauren and Shelley in the nail bar. The modern slavery people are checking it out, she said. The modern slavery people? <laughs> Didn't that sound a bit vague to anyone else? Like they could actually be... Modern slavers? You're supposed to be reporting it, Emma, not recommending it as a business opportunity. <laughs> Meanwhile, things are going from bad to worse with the re-whinging project. So far, a week later, they are still talking about the lavatories. No, in fact, only Phoebe was talking about the re-whinging lavatories. Rex had gone off to pack up the pigs' rucksacks and make sure they've got sucky sweets for the journey. Phoebe had got as far as wondering if they could make their own loos. My God, the only thing worse than a compost lavatory is a homemade compost lavatory. <laughs> and the only thing worse than Phoebe talking about re-whinging lavatories is Kate talking about them too. Kate's now decided to try otching her yurts across the village green to put them in the re-whinging field next to the terrifying herds of horned cattle and the homemade poo heap. Because who doesn't want to sleep with only canvas between you, a buffalo and a pile of old tea bags with a poo on it? Anyway, now Kate is in the compost bog herself as far as Brian's concerned as it was her moving her yurts in the first place that ended up with them living in a skip having lost home farm. Krusty turned up at Bridge Farm and has had an idea. Bridge Farm is the best place to go when you've had a lunatic idea. So the idea is that Helen and the Karate Kid move into Beechwood so the boys can wreck it. They'll love it though, won't they? It'll be an amazing change from Bridge Farm. Running water, flushing lavatories in a room, not a reed bed. And Krusty will live where? She now has no job. She will live off the rent from her friend who is living in her house while she pays rent to her other friend to bunk up in his back bedroom. Krusty, I know the art of staying young is thinking young, but you're not on a gap year. Come on, roll up your Betty Blue poster, turn off with Nail and I and go and get a job in marketing, but not freelance. The end. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. Did you know that freelance, someone told me this week, mean it has comes from the days of nights yes oh did you, you know that yeah you were for hire oh. like i was waiting four days to tell you that <laughs> sorry <laughs> tell me anyway i'll pretend i don't know i was so out. pleased you brought freelancing into the monologue i was like yay <laughs> i can There's show a... off my fact <laughs> i think that's amazing because if you're a freelancer then you don't lance for any other courtly uh, no. court no you were like um <laughs> But, like, how do you... It, again, it's sort of... Obviously, Kirsty is going to now go and be a freelance conservatory or whatever she's going to be. <laughs> but, but how do you even do she's that? She's wicker. She's just going to be largely wicker. Oh, sorry, Cooper. Oh, yeah, I'll go and um, advise people on their bees. Or What What do you do if you're a... What do you do? I think... Uh, it's too simple to say go and do that. Yeah. Anyway, back to being a conservatory. Yeah, no, I think it's more about... How you map because I do some freelance work for freelance, but for, for like pro bono for Ep the Epping Forest Conservation. Trust. Oh, and there is a hell of a lot of form filling and 
if you have this crop, then you can claim that back. And if you have this and if you have, you know, make it to try and attract this sort of bloody lizard, then you get an extra grant and that sort of thing. So I'd imagine that's largely I mean, I think that we think it's all striding about in, in, in wellies, pointing at fields and going, you want to put some peacocks on that or something ridiculous <laughs> but actually i think it's far more about boring old form filling and um you know outreach to the public and that sort of thing. um i think kirsty would have been um saddened as the whole country is by the well, i don't think we should put this bit in the podcast actually <laughs> what because it's total <laughs> fibs about the no, but presumably next week he will be mentioned. Yes. I had a dream that you basically had to write to the archers and tell them about an experience you had with Prince Philip that and then they and the best one they'd include in the episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> it obviously, I mean it's the archers, it's not gonna go unmentioned, is yeah, it? No. So who have they got rushing up to Birmingham right now? Yeah. They're literally <laughs> phoning it in. It'll be Oh, <laughs> Oh, Susan, I've just had a text. Say the Duke of Edinburgh's died. Oh, Clary, do you remember that time he came in the shop? <laughs> he was ever so nice. He knocked over the wall of crisps. <laughs> <laughs> he did say that thing that we shouldn't repeat on the air. <laughs> I did not like this week. Why? You know why. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, no, but but, but Lucy, why. it was really upsetting, but it was inevitable, wasn't it? Yeah. There would literally have been no point of doing Alice no, as alcoholic. No. I mean, I, I thought, I really thought, though, that when Chris was, like, shouting at her and she was asleep, I thought she in the next episode... Yes, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, 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 I was a bit gutted. Mm. But I found, actually, that that was... Um, I thought it was really amazing the way... I thought Chris and Alice were really amazing in that episode, sort of reconciling, because Chris was so horribly angry, mm. as of course he would have been, because, mm. you know, she's, uh, you know, she he doesn't want his child to come to any harm. But then actually the, the sort of understand, or, you know, the, the coming together of them at the end, I thought was really touching. Yeah, but I, I mean, just don't believe, oh God. You don't I know- believe it? I know she's had the AA cap. She's had the therapy and whatever the, mm. the, the the detox stuff, but surely they've got Google. Surely Chris doesn't know anything about alcoholism. Anything. He but he thinks he. Do, everybody knows that if you're an alcoholic, you can't ever just have a glass of wine. No, but Chris no Chris does know that. He, I mean, he didn't know there was... I mean, that's why he didn't have any wine at... Um, I mean, he's basically had to go two total yeah. now, hasn't he? So he, but Alice but he d- doesn't seem to know that. It sort of came as a surprise to her. But I suppose if you're Alice, and it, you don't know what you are, do you? You're, you you just probably... She saw that wine and she thought, but she spent I'll test weeks myself. Detox being told exactly what she was. But but she can't you can't then you can't mm. control those feelings. She's no. only been she's only been an alcoholic, well, a sort of yeah. out alcoholic yeah. for for a yeah. couple of months, and yeah. she's had a baby, and she's knackered, and she mm. can't control what's going on in her body. Yeah, I t- I totally believed it, and I found and I totally believed uh, that that you know what happened next with you know Chris and Martha and Alice. I, and I, I found it really I did find it really really sad 
I found it the saddest episode. I for... hated the idea of him taking her away. I know, but it was awful, wasn't it? When when she when he she was crying and yeah, he wouldn't let Alice feed her. But that's why I thought it was amazing how they how they sort of came to a reconciliation yeah. at the end. Yeah. Uh, thank God they did that because it would it would have been. Yeah. unbearable yeah. if they'd carried on the yeah. sort of, no, you're never going to feed her again. Yeah. But I, I thought, didn't you think, oh my God, it would be so much easier if all her family exactly. knew now. Because that, yeah. then there wouldn't be any temptation. Yeah. They'd make sure that yeah. n- there wasn't any alcohol around. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, but I mean, that hasn't sort of, if I was Chris, I think I'd be going, please, Alice, consider... Yeah opening this up now but then I think again he feels so not ashamed but it's I think probably if he thinks that if they tell everyone it becomes a big thing and I think he's thinking I I think we've got this you know I think we'll be able to manage this on our own yeah but But I guess that is then she's got a dad who's bringing around bottles of wine and you know and he doesn't want to he was he is so proud of Alice Susan's proud of Alice because she's an Aldridge. Chris is proud of Alice because he genuinely loves her. But the idea that he, that that Susan's now got to say my daughter-in-law is an alcoholic. Yes, it know, would be. It would be devastating for for her. And yeah. obviously, it shouldn't be about Susan, but it is about Chris's perception of himself through his parents, isn't it? He's the good boy. Emma's Emma's the one that's a bit you know flaky and. Uh, everything else yes and also I suppose if your wife's just had a baby you then you don't want to go oh and by the way she's an alcoholic because god knows what what what, you know what's going to happen I do I feel I feel really having found Alice and Chris so annoying Mm. I now they really have my heart because I feel so I felt so I thought Chris you know I always thought they were not particularly interesting actors but I thought Chris's rage was so convincing and and mm. Alice's vulnerability was was really yeah brilliantly played yeah. I think they're playing a blinder with this storyline yeah. now but but the thing is it will be fine everybody don't everybody <laughs> don't worry I think we've Harry, got like got this. It's all <laughs> we've right. got this they're not gonna let this family disintegrate because yeah. they know we'd all stop listening so it's gonna be it's gonna be all right, guys. We've got this. In about a year, that you know she'll be fine, oh, and then we'll forget that she was. <laughs> we'll forget she ever was an alcoholic. <laughs> There'll be a new storyline with Chris having yes. an affair with Tracy or yes, something. It'll yes. be it'll be fine. <laughs> I think I remember with the Robin Helen storyline, feeling as if I was going to burst. <laughs> oh God, yes. With because as things were sort of on a sort of a rolling boil and the tension was was mounting and you knew something was going to happen and you didn't know what. And you knew it couldn't get better. You knew it could only get worse. Yeah, and there was going to be some horrible sort of climax. And But I remember the sense of relief when Kirsty found out. Yes. And I thought, this is insane. Why am I feeling relieved? (laughs) It made sense to me rationally that I was so invested in these characters that I was anxious about Rob and Helen. But the relief that a fictional character would then know what I knew, you know, it was just mental. But but that's because you know that is the path to things sorting themselves out. And I think as soon as it's Alice's alcoholism is out in the open... Things yeah. will start to improve. And then for it was both like a balloon, sort of 
all the tension just, it just <laughs> I sort of deflated with oh thank God. but then with Helen you were like how could this ever resolve itself because she's got to go to prison yeah you know, yeah. she's lost the father of her child yeah. and, Hen- you know, Henry's going to be completely messed up. But then, you know, three years or, what, or whatever, yeah. it's like yeah. the garden is rosy yeah, again. Yeah, well, it's, I always <laughs> come back to Ed Grundy and his crack addiction. You know, one minute he's sleeping <laughs> under the bridge. It's funny that you mentioned um, uh, Georgie being born. Yeah. And because when Emma and um, Will were talking about it, it was like... You know, everything was oh. wonderful. And you were well, right. That like... was us, wasn't it? No, it wasn't you. Because that was, you were in tears all the time. Ooh. I thought that was so funny yeah. the way they were sort of like cooing about, yeah. oh, do you remember that? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes, when we do remember. Me because I shagged your brother. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to hear who write it in? Oh, yeah. We have lots of people writing in. Ruth Spires, who said, dear lovely people. Which I thought was very nice until I realised it's because she couldn't remember our names. So that's why she just put in lovely people. Uh, she said, you mentioned Martha Woodford. Well, somebody did. Which reminded me of meeting the great Molly Harris, who's the actress who played Martha Woodford, about a million years ago. My friend Lynn Parry Griffiths and I were bright young things at Oxford Poly in the 1980s and we joined a women's study group. Molly, who lived near Oxford at Einsham, came to talk to us. She was lovely, a generous and knowledgeable woman. Oh. I don't remember Martha Woodford really. Martha Woodford used to ri- run the shop, the village shop, didn't she? Because Susan so was the other day. So it was clearly on in the eighties. Yeah, yep. And before, I mean, I mean, she was old. She, yeah, I think she was. A, I think she was around when it started, actually. Right. Um, thank you for the podcast, which helps make sense in my poor, befuddled brain of some of the more bizarre and convoluted plot mechanisms that make Ambridge mad, sometimes bad, and clearly dangerous. <laughs> Lots of love, Ruth Spires. Yes, a Borsetshire. <laughs> I mean Worcestershire Spires. Um, uh, my God, if if you, if we're helping you make sense of it, Molly, I was I just thinking that. Us. No. I always get really confused about what's happened. I yes. I start the pod. <laughs> Ruth is sorry, doing my. <laughs> preparation this morning uh, which i, I do back air, to <laughs> did you see did you see because i always end up having like 10 seconds to to like get my head around the arches and first of all he saw me writing ghost hotel and feeling down and he was like is this your diary is this like are you reflecting on our marriage and then i explained it was my preparation and he was like oh my god God, shouldn't you take this podcast a bit more seriously? (laughs) (laughs) Because I do actually try and listen to the Archers again. But, you know, often it's sort of out of order or I don't really have to. And then you do your week in Ambridge and it comes back to me. But then I just end up feeling confused. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's because you're relying on my week in Ambridge, which is largely the only bits I can remember, which kind of struck me as funny, the rest of it. Because I listened to the first episode again and I was like, wow, all that happened on Monday. (laughs) And it feels like about five years ago that Jazza gave Jade a really expensive biker jacket. And then broke up with her. 250 quid. I know. I mean, I'd at least say, and I want that jacket back. I wouldn't. (laughs) But don't you think there was a theme of unwanted gifts or or like wasted gifts? Like the slow cooker, that would have been expensive. It would. Yeah. I thought it was very generous of Pat and Tony, and I'd, I'd feel a bit uh, about typical you know. of Pat and Tony though. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, nothing frivolous. You know, you bring yeah. a crate of vintage champagne that you have on your wedding anniversary every day for the next twelve years. No, a slow cooker for you to do your turnips. 
Uh, oh, thanks. So, yeah, I'll just go and forage for some mushrooms to put in that. <laughs> it was really funnily Pat and Tony, though, wasn't it? Was it was very, very, yes. It's kind Bubble of... bath, Jazza? Yeah. What the hell is this? He's saying I'm a dirty cow, Jazza, <laughs> buddy. She really was, absolutely. I'm so glad she's gone. I know you Yeah. Know, she was horrible. Yeah, yeah. And I did really like Tracy as well. Yeah. But when she kept saying, get a move, get a move. Yeah. Because she was more no, she was like, oh, you're going to propose? Dad! Dad! <laughs> oh, you got to love Tracy. <laughs> Helen Sherwood has messaged to say, surely the moment Alice mentioned a bottle of wine from Dad, did Chris not put his foot down and insist that he tells everyone to ensure Alice has the support she needs? Yes. Exactly. But as Harriet said, Chris is in denial because he just wants it to be fixed. So you know he's just hoping that it is magically um mm. she said i'm really looking forward to hearing how mr newbie gets his head around the whole george emma will ed parental <laughs> lark even yeah. i had to remind myself with a quick squidge <laughs> at the characters page um yes it was when i was thinking how the hell am we going to explain this to him but anyway um and phil bailey messaged and said because you only get half an email a month here are my random thoughts <laughs> I used to get physically annoyed at things like Stir Up Sunday and all the church gobbins <laughs> that no one in real life thinks about, but now I miss them. I like that being physically do. annoyed. Also, no one talks about polytunnels anymore. Um, <laughs> Mr. Newby reminds me of me 35 years ago when I started a job that involved being in a car for 12 hours a day and the lure of Radio 1 or a C60 had waned. <laughs> one day I left the radio on after lunchtime news on Radio 4 and found myself listening to The Archers. I thought it was absolute rubbish, but then the following day I found myself at 1.45 thinking, I wonder if they managed to get the wheat in before it rained. And then I was hooked. However, at almost exactly the same time, I started to create a list of characters I hated, which grew and grew and grew. This used to be a mental list, but once I owned my first smartphone, this was literally the first thing I created. It now runs to 46 characters. Almost everyone, apart from Eddie, Susan, Tracy, Neil, Linda, Brian, Jenny, Lillian, Jolene, Jim, Jazz and Alistair. God, I wish I'd had Ambridge on the couch then, or the internet. It took me years to work out how it all fitted together. That is so funny. And uh, Ray Beddo, who messaged to say that uh, we are the highlight of his Audible week, he said. Ooh. Are we on Audible? Yes. Does he mean... Oh. Are no, we on Audible? I don't think we're on Audible, no. No, no but he means listening week. Uh, oh, okay. Not as in what he's listening to on Audible. No. 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 Because we're definitely not the highlight of Audible. No. <laughs> There's some really good stuff on there. Efron, is that? <laughs> not us. Um, and Owen Kiffin, on his boat, said, if they get together, we will need a composite name a la Trazza. This is for, sorry, this is for Kirsty and Roy. So oh, we need a composite a la But I am struggling. Perhaps your listeners could help us. The best I could do was Croyston or Royston, <laughs> both of which are crap. But I think Rusty. Royston is good. Croisty or Rusty? Rusty. Uh, yeah. No, I, I like Croisty. What did you say? Croisty is better. Croisty. It sounds Welsh. That's fine. Her former husband was oh, Welsh. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And she'd want to be reminded of him. <laughs> <laughs> That was, I'm sorry, it went weird, didn't it? When she was like, oh, do you want my house? <laughs> what? I've had a really good idea. No. Yeah. Crossing, what, Kirsty? again. Go back to bed. We'll talk oh, yes. about it when you wake up properly. Love, mm. lovey, just keep the house. Yeah. Stay in the house. Yes. 
and enjoy the house that you're yes. not going to have to pay rent on. Yes. You're yes. right, Lucy. She's gone a bit. And then Helen should have said, don't yeah. be silly. You, yeah. you live in the house. But then it got confusing because, first of all, I was like, okay, she wants them to buy the house. I Doesn't mean, she? If she wants to change the house, I mean, he's paying back all the money for the house anyway, isn't he? Yeah. So he's not going to make any money on it. I think if she's concerned about living in it, uh, you know, it's like, who was it? Was it Zsa Zsa Gabor said, keep the jewellery. Always keep the jewellery. Don't <laughs> don't give back the stuff. If you've been hurt no. by somebody, that's how no. you win. Yeah. Don't give it all away for crying no. out loud. Take it and have it yourself yes. because it's redemption. Yes. and What and, she and should it, do. You know, she could redo it, couldn't she? Change it all. Lucy, what I thought she was going to do was put some modern slaves in there, you know, <laughs> or refugees or, you know, then then she really could sort yes. of, you yeah. know, ha- feel okay. Yeah. I mean, I genuinely thought she might try and house some people yes. who needed a roof over their head. Maybe Alwyn. She could, she could move out <laughs> of the back of the Mondeo and into Beechwood. Joy is like that. Well. <laughs> where where is joy bring back joy yes she hasn't been around for ages has she <laughs> you thought she'd been earwigging when uh kirsty was having that conversation yes Aya! I, it was just sort of like also there was sort of no, poor um helen and lee didn't even have a chance to discuss it no. i would have thought lee would be like oh whoa 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 yeah. whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the boys are gonna live here oh and mum and dad are only five minutes up the road. No! <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah. And um, I- I'm going to live in the roof. Yeah. Is that okay? I'll just camp in the back garden. <laughs> in a polytunnel. It would be, it'd be like the lady in the van, you know, that Alan yes. Bennett thing. With yes, that... living outside in a van. That's, what I, that's how I thought it was going to shape up. <laughs> And it was sort of like that with Kirsty. You sort yeah. of thought, this is like a dream. No, don't say things. That, that's exactly what it was like. Everything with Kirsty this week. Because the reason I wrote down Ghost Hotel and Feeling Down was because when they had a yeah. conversation when she was in the hotel, Helen right, repeated, Kirsty went, ghost yeah, hotel. it's just like a ghost yeah. hotel. And Helen went, ghost hotel? And she was like, yeah, just feel really down feel really down it was like it was this weird sort of repent it was like some i don't know some sort of therapy or dream it was very odd wasn't it it's the kind of thing you do when you try to keep someone on the phone while you dial security yes yes, exactly (laughs) oh really it's very funny have a listen back and it's like you're hallucinating but kirsty just reminds me of somebody she has never got a plan ever I know, but I felt so sorry for her when she said, 20 years ago, I thought I'd have... I know, but you think 20 years you've been dicking around with no plan. Get a plan. She did have a plan and then Tom dumped her. That was her plan. They were going to have a farm together. never be focused on someone else. Because you can't control what the other person does. You have your own plan for you. Also, that wasn't 20 years ago. Unless I'm going mad. No, she came to Ambridge 20 years yes. ago, didn't she? As a student and never left. God knows why. <laughs> but she's really got to take the docks off now, hasn't she? She's really got to stop being a bloody student. Yes, yes. But but then if that's her... But then that is sort of Kirsty, isn't it? She doesn't... She, well, she's fine. young at heart and all that bollocks is fine. But she's like a... What are those pinball machine? 
every decision she makes is it's like it's not hers it's she's just been pinged up and down the board by other people my advice would hurt to her would be just go and go and see your parents for a bit <laughs> like get out of there and get some new friends for a yes. bit or go Stop away staying in a, a village that is clearly cursed <laughs> as far as you're concerned because everything you've touched is like the Midas touch in reverse. Everything turns to cow shit in your hand. Just give it up. You went in the river and you got... It's full of poison. You've been... Oh, my God. Do you think she's going to join Phoebe on the rewilding? Yes. Oh, because Phoebe's going to need a hand making those toilets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That is, it's going to get more and more dull, isn't it? Yeah. The only thing that wouldn't be and dull about it get was worthier and worthier as well. Oh God! Who would want to go and stay in Phoebe's horrible, horrible camp with home? Exactly as you said, homemade, homemade toilets. Isn't that just a hole in the ground? I don't know, but it sounds like Glastonbury or worse, or but know. without the music, but without yeah, without, without any just of the, the fun, poo. just the poo. That's it. <laughs> Probably the overpriced oh. burgers as well, because Tom will no doubt wade in, won't he? <laughs> and Natasha will be clip-clopping round in her. Her high heels will still be making a sound effect, even when they're on mud. <laughs> so, so, selling her bloody juices. But no, I wish they'd fav- reference them. My favourite bit was Emma talking about the modern slaves. I nearly died laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I rang the modern... Slave. I thought you'd uh, yeah, rang the Lloyds Bank helpline, Emma. You weren't paying attention, yeah. were you? Yeah, how did that nail bar yeah. go, Emma? Yeah, it's just like with the modern slaves now. I, I rang the modern slaves and they were like, yeah, just, um, yeah, the modern slaves all saw it out. And they really it was so as well. <laughs> it was like someone it was like she was just filling in what the script didn't have in it or she couldn't read it properly yeah. so she just <laughs> or it's like when you're trying to pin a child down about so did you actually give it to her yeah what in her hand well i left it anyway anyway it's fine yeah she got it she definitely got it yeah <laughs> Yes, it did seem a bit, um, and it, it was a bit imprecise. Yes, and it sort of went from being, yes, I'm going to save yeah. these people to kind of, oh, yeah, I just rang the number. And and me thinking that that was going to lead us to yeah, Victoria. Lead absolutely uh, nowhere. Oh, anyway. Shit Creek is where it's going to lead us. Now, I don't mm. wish to segue from Shit Creek to Kerry Davis, but I'm going to have to now. Sorry, Kerry. <laughs> Kerry texted me this week to right. say that he is enjoying Ambridge on the Couch. Ooh. But I know, I'm a bit surprised but. that he listens. But <laughs> he said, traditionally, the because we were going, you can't put on a passion play, not at Easter. Dun, 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 dun. As always, Harriet. <laughs> as, if, as if we know anything. As always, we were totally, this was our own <laughs> conviction of our own, that we know fucking everything. Um, he said, actually, it can be around June because it has got to be, it's connected with a, a certain festival. I have unfortunately deleted the message, Kelly. I'm really sorry. I don't know how I did that. <laughs> oh, anyway. It's what Emma did with the modern yeah. slavery number. She just yeah. deleted all the details. I to ring them. I'm sure I did. Um, so that's literally all the information you can give us, Lucy. Yes. That was all the information he gave me, to be fair. <laughs> so I said, ah, so it was Evangeline Lowminster that got it wrong then. She did do it Easter. He said, no, you can do it at Easter. You can also do it right up until June. 
but the deadline is basically it, yes midsummer is, yes right okay oh so hopefully it'll be on when you're talking about the death of our lord but anyway <laughs> it'll be on in june then yes it'll be back no doubt <laughs> And I said, oh, I didn't know that. And he said, we don't make th- We don't just make this stuff up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, can I just segue into something else? Yeah, you segued into the cocktail cabinet, judging by the amount of cranking that's going on in the background. <laughs> I, just anyway. got, I got given another tea. Oh, how nice. <laughs> yes. Um, so, you know, kissing on the radio. Yes. I heard some amazing kissing on the radio. Did you? It yeah, wasn't Jazza and Tracy, was it? Because no, that was horrible. No, 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 it was proper theatre. I was just thinking about her having her fried breakfast. She probably had tomato oh. sauce around her mouth. And oh, 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 sausage. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, slightly smelly breath. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Um, and also a bit of a dodgy tummy, you know, when you're oh. a bit saturated, you're not really in the mood. But anyway, um, if you go to BBC Sounds, there's a really good um, play called Dedication and the Nuffield Theatre. I think did it on stage a couple of years ago and it's about Shakespeare and his relationship with the Earl of Southampton and it doesn't sound much Is but it it's boy re- kissing on the radio yes and oh. honestly uh, it, it but it was so beautifully done and slightly erotic that I recommend it to everyone <laughs> <laughs> it's just turning into your sex line isn't it really this show is just guys for putting this there was no Ocado toys in no. sight as I was listening. Um, right. There's um, a, a trigger warning before we play this next bit. Ooh. Mr. Newby was genuinely deeply, deeply upset by... Oh, does he cry? Um, I don't know if he cried, but he did get very, very worried. And he was messaging oh. me before the episode saying, she didn't drink it, she didn't drink it, did she? Did she drink it? She didn't drink it, did she? <laughs> Going, I, think, I don't know. I think Mr. Newby is like getting himself too intertwined with the with I the think, archers. But he hasn't got the filter yet that we've no, got. No. Because we know that this could all end like on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> that she could be <laughs> she could have set up. She's either she will either have been checked into the Betty Ford clinic or she will be she's she'll she'll be like Gwyneth Paltrow. Um <laughs> So, you know, and, it, and, it, and it, when it happens, Mr. Newby, it will happen at the speed of light and no one will ever mention it again. So we're slightly more inured to this than you are. So I think it's all very raw for him because he hasn't experienced yes, yes. the Ambridge This is probably, this actually, is this his first big yeah. storyline? Yes, it is, Thank isn't it? Thank God we didn't start him on Rob and Helen. Can you imagine? Oh, God. No, but lots of people did come to the Archers at Robin yeah. and for Robin Helen, didn't they? I always worry. I always wonder if they stayed around or if when it went back to the Flower and Produce show, they just thought, <laughs> really? Oh, okay. Oh. And went off and did something more interesting, you know. <laughs> they just switched to line of duty and then thought, I'm going to live in that flower show shit. Oh, <laughs> Oh um, okay, so we'll play Mr. Ah, I'm pressing the wrong thing. Is today the end for Jazza and Jade? Yes! I'm hopeless Hurrah! at this sort of thing, and even I can tell we're near. He's a fundamentally decent bloke, so he's still done the whole birthday thing for her, but again, because he's a fundamentally decent bloke, he can't fake the love, and he can't help but be annoyed at Jade's reaction to Jim's present. I was rather hoping that after all the angst and self-recrimination of the last few months, Philip's conviction would have eased some of Kirsty's burden, but I see now that I was foolish and naive. 
Still, whatever, the really important thing in this scene is that Kirsty wants to go and see Helen to drop off a present for her mum and dad. And you won't be surprised, dear listener, to learn that I have no idea who Helen's mum and dad are. <laughs> Lucy and Harriet won't let me see the cheat books that Laurie Dudley so kindly sent us until all the floors at On Ambridge Towers are spotless, so I'm reduced to guessing. I think Helen's an archer, right? And she's not old enough to be Peggy's child. Anyway, Kirsty said mum and dad, not mum. So that means she must be the generation below that. Which means she's Tony's or Lillian's or Jennifer's, right? I feel like I'm slowly getting the hang of this, which is a sure sign that it's just about to go pear-shaped. But if her name actually is Archer, that means she's almost certainly got to be Tony's. Otherwise, she'd be an Aldridge or whatever Justin's surname is. Now all I need to do is remember who Tony's married to. Bugger. I'll come back to that. In the meantime, this conversation about conservation consultancy, a cushy gig if ever there was one, makes me realise that I don't know what Kirsty actually does. I don't think she's worked in as long as I've known her. Not that she's alone in that in Ambridge, but presumably somewhere in the writer's filing system. Hey, remember last week when I said that the writers were going to make us squirm for a wee while longer before they allowed Jazza and Tracy to be together? Well, I'm not sure I've ever been more right about anything and honestly, it's starting to wear a bit thin. <laughs> Jazza's being so sweet, albeit in his usual clumsy way, and Tracy's just not hearing him. Countdown to Tracy realising her mistake and Jazza getting the wrong end of the stick and the hump in three, two, oh, wait, Jazza's back to have another go. Good lad. This is bound to... Uh, sorry, uh, I've been distracted by the revelation that Tracy has a dad. I mean, of course she has a dad, but his name's Bert and he lives with her. And I didn't know any of that. Does he speak? Nope. What's he like? Anyway, back to our regularly scheduled programming and we have Trazza. I repeat, we have official Trazza. <laughs> Finally. The manner in which they got together doesn't exactly fill me with confidence for the future. You'd never get a great job isn't exactly a top-tier chat-up line, but I'll take it. As long as they stop talking about sex like that and there are no more kissing noises. (laughs) I reckon Emerald O'Hanrahan, who plays Emerald, is the best actor in the whole show. The only problem I have with her is that she looks nothing like what Emerald looks like in my head. Emerald, if you're listening, I'd appreciate it if you could at least dye your hair blonde, please. Thanks in advance. Possibly more importantly, though, we have sightings of both George and Kira. How old are they? Do they ever speak? More to the point, does Ed Grundy Jr. ever say anything? I've been listening for four or five months now, and although there's been lots of Emmer, I've heard nothing from my husband or indeed his brother. Has anybody ever heard Ed? Anyway, back to the show, and Emma is not convinced at all that Alice is alright, is she? No, no, I'm sticking to my guns. Alice is alright, the writers are just mucking us about. Or at least, they're mucking me about, because right after I've spent ten minutes wondering about the existence of Ed, Will turns up. (laughs) Oh, hang on, am I remembering this right? He's George's father. So... He's at the birthday party, but Ed isn't. The plot thickens. And hang on, didn't Emma claim that Ed was George's father? (laughs) So this reminiscing about a shared parental experience with Will, did that happen? I'm completely confused now. 
Might go and read Finnegan's Wake or something to decompress. <laughs> Blimey, the exposition is coming thick and fast this week. I thought Spiritual Home was just some woo-woo bollocks in Kate's head, but apparently it's an actual place, and somehow cost Brian his home. I might have to come back to this next week, otherwise Lucy and Harriet are just going to spend 45 minutes answering my <laughs> befuddled questions. Oh, can we stop this now, please? Alice has gone AWOL, and now Chris is waking her up, and I'm literally nauseous. This is really upsetting. She hasn't drunk the wine, has she? She's poured it down the sink, hasn't she? Say something, Alice, for God's sake. Tell him you didn't do it. Right, it's now tomorrow, and we all know that Alice drank. When I started listening to The Archers four or five months ago, I did so because Lucy had an idea for the podcast and asked me to. Since then, I've listened to every minute of every episode, twice, and I've got to know by my reckoning upwards of 50 characters. I know many of you have been listening for years, decades even, and I'm not anywhere near in that league. I listened to The Archers in the car as a kid, and have caught snippets of it in the intervening years. Nonetheless, this Alice stuff has genuinely upset me, and yes, I'm only too aware of how ridiculous that is. I'm not going to be making any jokes or even talking about it anymore except to say that I really, really hope that she and Chris can cut each other some slack and above all else, far, far above all else, that they start talking to people and getting some help. Nobody can guarantee that Alice won't drink again, but her and Chris's having to live at least partially secretly with that knowledge makes it more or less self-fulfilling. Please, writers, set an example. Get Alice help. Oh dear. Ooh, serious. It's serious. It's getting serious, Lizzie. Oh my God. I think he just needs to have a little, little time thinking about what is real and what is not real. <laughs> oh dear. He's so upset about it. Oh, no. oh, don't worry. It's not real. Do a quick run through of, of the questions that he's asked. The many, many questions. <laughs> Go on then, because I lost track. Boy, Helen's parents are Tony and Pat. You have heard Tony. Tony is yes. brother of Lillian. He's and the railway Jennifer. man. He's the railway, model railway man. <laughs> and he... he made the stations of the cross yeah. for the passion. <laughs> Out of Hollandson Junction. <laughs> and he is married to Pat, who is a worthy feminist who has been silent for the last year. Yeah, um, she's turned into a silent character. Yeah. Lillian and Justin aren't married. So there is no way that... Uh, yes, so Lillian is Lillian Bellamy, not Lillian Archer. Uh, we, Tracy lives with Bert, her dad Bert, who is also Susan's dad, because Tracy and Susan are sisters. And Bert is... You asked what Bert was like. Bert is common as muck. That's the only way I can describe <laughs> it, really. And he doesn't often speak, I don't think, because he's, he's spoken a bit, hasn't he? Or was that... Gary, her brother Gary, who Gary. sometimes speaks. Uh, actually, has Bert spoken? I oh, know I don't think he has. Mm. Um, Ed Grundy. I don't know why we haven't heard Ed Grundy for a while. He's probably recording something else for someone else. Um, <laughs> but he's an extremely uh, a prominent character in the village, and uh, he is centres around a lot of storylines. Um, him and his brother Will have a long seated antagonistic sibling relationship uh which occasionally flares up into gunfire um and uh yes uh so i don't yes now here it gets tricky 
Um, Ed, Emma, Ed, Emma and Will were all friends together when they were children because Clary and uh, Susan were best friends. And um, they sort of all grew up together. And Will was always the good one. Ed was always the black sheep a bit. Um, Emma began seeing Will and got engaged, but was also but ed was totally in love with emma he sort of has been all his life hasn't he uh, <laughs> harriet hello harriet are you still there harriet yeah absolutely god honestly i wasn't on my phone <laughs> oh, um <laughs> what time does this podcast finish <laughs> i'm trying to do it quickly <laughs> look just get laurie to send okay. him yes <laughs> Anyway, so that she didn't know whether William was, she didn't know whether Georgie was Will's son or Ed's son, but it turned out to be Will's son. But now, then she married Ed, so now she is Emma Grundy Grundy, and <laughs> Georgie uh, has Ed, and he says Uncle Ed, and he has Will, but Ed lives with him. Anyway, look, Georgie's 60, no, it doesn't matter who his parents yeah. are, because yeah, he can so just become just a character so high bound, not to do with the parents, actually, <laughs> Mr. Newbie. And spiritual home, Kate refused to move her yurts because Brian filled the river with toxic waste. She still refused to move her yurts, so they couldn't sell the land, and then they lost home farm and i'm a bit confused about how that bit happened but anyway yeah. it was all kate's fault and i'd forgotten about that actually yeah but um it was good to be reminded yes by brian being incandescent with fury <laughs> <laughs> for once and good on brian for whoopie doo taking the baby for a walk yes and then go <laughs> where's jennifer? jennifer oh that's so funny the jennifer, jennifer had... clearly has never visited because she's just had a hurty toothy yes for, for two weeks now yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, she's Not sort of end. like, she's she's a bit bored of babies now. Now yeah. she's had Xander. I don't know. She's also slightly worried that with her previous track record, if she even looks at them, the parents will clear off and leave her with them. <laughs> so she's she's very careful never to hold them. Exactly. She just looks at them from a distance and says, that's nice, darling. Hold on to it, won't you? No, I, no I, not even when you go to the shop. You take it with you. Okay. Uh... So let's cross to Ambridge to find out what's going on on the therapist's couch. As I said, no one told me it was cancelled either, Jeff. I'm sorry you were up Lakey Hill for three hours, but I was waiting for Jesus by the phone box. Anyway, it's done now. Let it go. Um, second visit for Lillian Bellamy today. Which one was she? Oh, the one who left her lighter last time. Oh, hello, darling. How are you? I'm fine. Mrs Bellamy, last time you were here, you left your lighter. I kept it for you. Oh, hang on to it, darling. Apparently, I don't smoke anymore, which is a shame. Would have been something to do for the last 12 months. Oh, that's a very positive outcome from lockdown. Oh, you think so, do you? Hmm. Anyway, darling, my big worry now is lockdown ending. I think the prospect of whatever the new normal is, is worrying for a lot of people. 
God, darling, the old normal was bad enough. The new normal's got to be better than that. No, it's more the social side of things. I- I'm out of practice. Plus, you have to be outside. I don't like outside very much unless I'm on a horse. And even then I insist on wearing heels, judging by the sound effects. Oh, I thought that was the horse. Oh, no, it's me. And the whinnying is Shula. And the flared nostrils, but you can't hear that, of course. Ah, oh, no, they'll all want to come round to the dower house and I'll have to sit in the garden because I'm the only one with a big enough garden. No one dare go to Mum's because Hilda Ogden hides up the pergola and drops on your head with her claws out and Jenny's back garden is full of old mattresses and bits of car engine. Oh, they'll troop round to mine and Justin will start a row with Brian and one of them will be headfirst in the azaleas. Kate will be trying to rebalance everyone's chakras and I'll be handing round the poppadom crisps in the teeth of a forsate gale. I mean, I-, I love the way everyone's talking blithely about having a social life in the garden. This is England. Pandemic or no pandemic, we're not suddenly going to turn into Corfu just because we can't go inside. And what are you supposed to do about going to the loo? I've just had my turf done. I'm not having a portaloo. I got trapped in the one at the cider club once and I've got PTSD. People can't come inside, though, can they? I, I think Mum's probably got a spare catheter kicking round, so she can use that. But I'm not having Kate peeing al fresco all over the shop. So you haven't seen your relatives for how long? I saw Mum yesterday, and Kate on Tuesday. Oh, so it's not like a big reunion then? God, no, but I, I thought you had to. Had to what? We have some big get-together, you know, like in all the magazines. Pictures of people in white shirts laughing under fairy lights. I thought it was compulsory. Uh, one of those tear things. Um, no. Nothing like that. No, no, it's a, it's a choice. Is it? Oh, marvellous, darling. I had no idea. Well, that's a weight off my mind. I'll just get quietly pissed in the bath with my Bombay Sapphire, and then I'll just ignore them. I must go, darling. I- I've got 47 salmon pinwheels on order from Underwoods. I've got to cancel. Oh, goodbye, darling. You've been a tremendous help. I can see why people do this therapy thing. Now it's been a godsend. <gasps> goodbye, darling. Oof. I could just eat a salmon pinwheel. I'm starving. <gasps> Let's treat ourselves to chippy tea on the way back, Jeff. We'll go to Codnose near the cathedral. If I treat you to a pickled egg, will you cheer up? Jeff? Jeff? So, that's that. Um, Subscribe to us on iTunes and you'll never miss an episode. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com. We are at... That's ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com. We, uh, that was good, just because of your cold. Because I've got a cold, you sound yeah. sound all sexy. And go really low, yeah. We, we, Amazing. Watch your pelvic floor. We are <laughs> at On Ambridge on Twitter, or you can follow Mr Newby on Twitter at Newby Couch. And in the meantime, it's goodbye from both of us. So next week, there we be in Ambridge on the couch as we're going to have a holiday and Mr Newby needs some time to pull himself together but we'll be back the week after so have a lovely fortnight and we'll be back on the 25th (laughs) bye bye hey 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.